0: Namaste. I'm Reverend Wendy Craig Purcell here at the Unity Center in beautiful San Diego. Thank you so much for subscribing to this channel. Please make sure that you like the video you've just watched and consider making a contribution on our app or on our website. It's really easy to do and thank you in advance for that support. It does make a difference we are continuing in our exploration of Frank Osseski's book, The Five Invitations. It really is a beautiful, beautiful um, work. Uh, He comes from a Zen background and the book is a reflection and a sharing on the insights that he has gained over the years of serving as the co-founder of the Zen Hospice Project in Northern California. And so he's had many occasions to sit with people who are nearing the end of their life all different kinds of people from all different backgrounds and all different ages and all different um, experiences that have brought them to that point in their life, the, toward the end of their life. And he writes about how much he's learned about living life today better by sitting and listening to some of these stories. And I was so taken by the wisdom and the depth and the practicality of his teachings that I wanted to, to share them. And, and so we we're exploring the book together. He says that there are five invitations in this book that he's learned from these, these people that he's served and, and worked with. And that these invitations at the first, which we explored last week, was don't wait. And this second invitation is the invitation, welcome everything, push nothing away. Welcome everything, push nothing away. And he says that, you know, think about an invitation. An invitation is to come and participate in something. It's not just to sit on the sidelines. It's to actually participate, to actually engage. And so he says that these invitations are, are not theories we need to live into them. So how do you live into welcome everything, push nothing away? I have to tell you that this weekend in particular, I am finding this idea challenging. Welcome everything, push nothing away. Now even though, and I'll share in a moment, I'm finding it challenging, I also know that it is wise that it is a valid practice, a valid practice. Welcome everything, push nothing away. As I've been listening to the news, as I imagine you have as well, with the invasion of Ukraine, how do I welcome everything and push nothing away? As I deal with, I think this is a third time in less than six weeks, that as my wonderful, beautiful mother has come to live most of the year with us, we've been in three different hospitals. We've had four different paramedic times of people coming to our house over difficulties. And how do I welcome, you know, you can't plan a catastrophe, right? You can't plan emergencies. They just come up and they can disrupt so much of one's life. How do you welcome everything and push nothing away. And so I spent quite a bit of time on Saturday, yesterday, looking in the thesaurus and looking in the dictionary for, well, there's got to be a better word than welcome. You know, that still conveys and and carries with it the intention of this practice because the intention of the practice is solid. But there's got to be a better word And I looked 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 and I couldn't find a word that really conveyed what I think this practice is really getting at because it can't be conveyed in one word because it's a process. And it's a process that when I think about how to use it and what it means, it's a process that involves recognizing, acknowledging, and being with. Let me say that again. It involves recognizing, acknowledging, and being with. And in particular, these invitations, these practices, they're easy when life is easy, right? Yeah, they're easy when life is easy. But the real place that they can break us open to a better life is when we are willing to use them with the very things that we are struggling with whether it's world issues or issues in our families or our health or our our finances. And for most of us, the work that we're called to do is right in front of us. Welcome everything, push nothing away. Welcome is aspirational. I don't think we start with welcome on the big things. Would you agree? But we can, we can work the practice on the things a little bit closer to us. The idea of welcome everything, push nothing away, is a growing into place. It's not a starting place. It's a growing into place. I wrote to myself, we may not be ready to welcome everything and push nothing away, but we can learn to start right where we are with the easier stuff. So how do we be more open? How do we embrace and recognize and acknowledge and be with what is showing up in our life and why does that matter and that's what i want to spend the rest of the morning not the rest of the morning but the rest of this time with you i'm um, sharing why it matters because it does matter it does matter the first of four points i want to share is this in welcoming everything we do not have to like everything because i couldn't do that could you do that that's not what the practice is That's not what the practice is. In welcoming everything, we don't have to like what is arising. We don't have to judge it. We don't have to approve of it. We don't have to disapprove of it. It simply means we see it. It simply means we are open to it. We recognize it. We acknowledge it. Most of us have been taught that getting what we want and avoiding what we don't want is the path to happiness. That creates a very narrow path, because have you noticed how life doesn't always line up, giving you just what you want and avoiding giving you what you don't want? Has anybody else had that experience? Of course, we all have. And that frame of mind that frame of mind that says my happiness is dependent upon getting what I want and avoiding what I don't want leaves us ill-prepared to deal with the nitty-gritty stuff that comes up in all of our lives. Whether it's changing life circumstances that disrupt whatever we thought was our normal or, or relationships or situations and finances or health, if we are so attached, so addicted to defining our happiness by getting what we want and avoiding what we don't want, we're going to find that there are very few moments that we are really able to open up and into experience the uh, the richness of this moment. Ossoseski writes, when we are open and receptive, we have options. We are free to discover, to investigate, and to learn how to respond skillfully to anything we encounter. We can't be free if we are rejecting any part of our lives. With welcoming comes an ability to meet and work with both pleasant and unpleasant circumstances. Gradually, with practice, we discover that our well-being is not solely dependent on what's happening in our external reality. It comes from within. In order to experience true freedom, true freedom. We need to be able to welcome everything as it is. At the deepest level, this invitation, like life itself, asks us to cultivate a kind of fearless receptivity. I like those last two words, a fearless receptivity. Knowing I don't have to like it, I don't have to approve of it, I don't have to agree with it, but I need to know it's here and see it. And in seeing it, in being open to it, I open up the possibility for a different path forward. He writes about the idea of an as-is approach, and I really like this, an as-is approach. Carl Rogers said, the curious paradox is that when I accept myself just as I am, then I can change. Think about that for a moment. It, just, it's, it is a paradox, right? Right? When I accept myself just as I am, then I can change. But it's true. It's true. When we accept ourselves right now just as we are, we can change. Many years ago, it wasn't until I really got that at the very gut level that I was able to move through a pretty serious eating disorder. I had accept where I was, really gut-wrenchingly accept where I was, how I felt on the inside, what my behaviors were in order to have a path of healing. He gives a little example that I really like, and perhaps you will too. He says he likes to take his teenage daughter out, or she likes to go out um, and shop in consignment shops, and he'll often go with her. And when they look at items in consignment shops, they often have, almost always have, as-is tags attached to them because there might be a little tear or a little stain or a button might be missing or a part might be slightly broken. And they could have an as-is tag, and the price reflects it, right? But it says as-is. And so you buy it knowing that you are buying that item just as it is. And then he suggests, maybe we should all walk around wearing as-is tags, (laughs) like Christmas ornaments. I loved that idea, I sense that maybe you like that too. You know, and and it's not an excuse not to do our inner work. It's not an excuse not to to grow and to change and evolve, but it is to recognize this is where I am right now. This is how I am right now. This is me as-is, right? What a different world that would be. What a more gentle, I think, and freeing world that would be. Second of the four ideas is this. Welcome everything, push away nothing, is an invitation to openness. Again, I struggle still with the word welcome. I have to translate it to, in my mind, to recognize, acknowledge, and be with. But when I think about his use of the word welcome, To me the word welcome does mean openness. When I put the welcome mat out, when I greet somebody in my home or here at the center and I say welcome, it's an openness, it's a come on in, come on into my physical space or come on into my thinking or come on into my heart. An invitation to openness, it means that we don't shut down, that we're not rigidly attached to a particular point of you. In openness, it means that we are available. When we are open, we are available to something different. We are available to a new idea. We are available to a new possibility. We are available to a new vision. Would you not say that we might, as a country and as a human species, be better off if we were more open to a new vision of what it would look like to live together in a peaceful way, to be open to that and to spend some time talking about it, about what we want to bring forth, not just about what is crumbling and decaying and not working and falling apart, but rather to give voice to and be open to the possibility of something that is more beautiful, more peaceful, more just, more right, To be open is to to live within the idea contained in the Japanese word, shoshin. That word means beginner's mind. That to a beginner's mind, everything is possible. And in contrast, often to an expert mind, a lot of possibilities are closed off. Shoshin mind, beginner's mind, open mind. It is that openness that allows us to be more welcoming or more present to whatever is showing up in our life. Third idea, welcome everything, push nothing away, is the opposite of rejecting, it is accepting. The opposite of rejecting, it is accepting. He says, denial breeds ignorance and fear. I cannot be free if I am rejecting any part of my experience. I cannot be free If I'm rejecting any part of my experience, the rejected experience will keep showing up like a bad penny. Can you relate to that? Have you ever tried to just push something down and kind of just pretend it's not there? Does it work very well? To me, the the best visual for that is like being in a swimming pool and taking one of those great big, you know, beach balls, and pushing it under the water, right? You can keep it under there, but what does it take to keep it under there? Quite a lot of energy and pressure keeping it down. What happens the minute you let go of it? Pops right back up. I think life works that way with us, that the the parts of us, our life experiences, our situations, our, our personalities, that we push down and we reject for whatever reason, pop right back up the minute we let go of any of that resistance. And they pop back up, not as a punishment. They pop back up for us to be able to be open to looking at them with loving eyes, healing eyes, so that we can do something about them from a place of wholeness, not from a place of woundedness. Another statement in this chapter that I like is this. Acceptance is not resignation. Acceptance is not resignation. It is an opening to possibility, and openness is the basis for a skillful response to life. Openness is the basis for a skillful response to life. When we are open, we will not run away from something. We will lean into it. We will step into it, He used an example when he was talking about or writing about the idea of the danger of running away instead of leaning into something. He wrote about two people, two workers who work in the um, setting, the 40-foot telephone poles, and there was a very um, accomplished, practiced, skillful pole setter, I guess you would call him, that knows how you put these poles deep into the ground, and someone who is relatively new on the job. And apparently when you first set these poles, they tend to be a little bit wobbly. And the new person on the job was saying, well, if I see it begin to wobble or do anything, I'm running as fast as I can. And the more experienced, skillful worker said, that's the last thing you want to do. You're not going to outrun it. You want to actually lean into it, the safest place. It's counterintuitive, isn't it? This accomplished, experienced worker said the safest place is you actually put your hands toward it and you lean into it. I think what what a powerful illustration for us, metaphorically, with a better way to deal with the tough stuff in our lives to lean into it, and in the leaning in, to be open, knowing that that will help to bring about a new possibility, a new idea. The fourth and the last is this, acceptance doesn't require agreement. I found that to be very, very helpful as well, that acceptance is not resignation, And acceptance also does not require agreement. We can still want to work to change our life circumstances. We can still want to and be actively engaged in improving our life circumstances. But we're not empowered to make a change if we can't accept and acknowledge what is so right now take a moment to talk about one last idea, and that is the idea of pain and suffering, because we all experience it, don't we? There's no avoiding some of it. And what is so important to come to understand and not to take lightly, pain is gonna enter all of our lives, whether it's physical pain or emotional pain, we're going to feel pain in our lives. But suffering is something different. Suffering is something that we layer upon the pain. And suffering is a result of how we interpret the stimulus of the pain. We layer on sometimes our past perceptions and woundedness and hurt. We layer on sometimes a story. And that layering on creates a worse experience than simply the experience of the pain itself. And while we cannot avoid all pain, we can do a lot to learn how to lessen, and I believe actually eliminate, adding that layer of suffering. A new idea from him that I got is this that an integral part of healing is letting go. An integral part of healing is letting go, but there is no letting go until there is a letting in. There is no letting go until there is a letting in. I hope that as we've explored this really advanced, I'm going to call it advanced practice, of welcoming or at least recognizing, acknowledging, and being with everything, not pushing it away, that there is an idea or two in there that you can really take hold of and apply in whatever might be up in your life that is painful for you or difficult for you or just completely disrupting the normalcy, whatever that is for any of us anymore, normalcy of your life. I really hope that you'll walk away with an idea that's helpful. Namaste.